All right, y'all, full disclosure before I get started, I'm going to let you guys know um, there may be a slight echo in some of my audio. Uh, my mixer was a little out of sync a little bit. So if you hear a little echo, it's not your, it's not on your end, it's on my end. Uh, unfortunately, you all technical issues have not been kinked out for this episode, but it's not that bad. I just want to give you guys a heads up that there may be a slight echo, and hopefully you guys enjoy the show. All right, folks, what is going on? This is episode 656 of the First and Frame Rate Show. I am VF Baller. Over here, we talk about Georgia Southern and Atlanta Falcons football. And look, today, um, if you're listening to this now, this episode may go up a little bit earlier than usual because I am extremely excited about this episode. Um, I've uh, got a few things in store for you guys. Hopefully, you guys will enjoy it. Um, we're going to talk about Georgia Southern football and how's, how it changed. This uh, program has evolved in a huge way, way back from the 80s, the 90s, early 2000s, even in the 2010s, late 2010s. What we see now is a huge, huge change from what we've seen before. And it's not a bad thing. I know a lot of people from the old guard who used to love how we played the game of football, the blue collar mentality. You get a bunch of guys who are just rough tough, don't mind getting their hands dirty in any situation and uh, going out there and giving it their all for the blue-collar GATA mentality. Now, that is still here, but it's evolved into something a little bit more modern, a little more dynamic. And you're seeing it from, you know, the onset of the first game of the season. Now, we saw a little bit of it last year, but what we see now you can tell that it's here to stay. I'm going to give you my thoughts and opinions on what happened this this past game against the Citadel, what it's going to look like going forward, and what Coach Clay Helton said in this press conference, which was something small but very huge at the same time. Also, in this show, we're going to talk about a new little segment. Well, we're going to have a new little segment that I have. I'm going to do this for Georgia Southern, and I'm going to do this for the Atlanta Falcons. Stock up and stock down. Who's moving up? Who's moving down with each team? And uh, we're going to give some love and some highlights to some guys who you may have seen on the field but did not get the recognition that they got in both ways. If it's either good, bad, or indifferent. Now, full disclosure when it comes to stock up, stock down, I will not. And I will say this. I will say this right now because I know a lot of people like to do this, but I don't do this. I will not be talking down to any of the college players. Now, the reason of that is in my book, they're still kids. They're still learning. They're still trying to figure things out. Being football players, even in their senior year, I still look at them as non-professional kids that are playing football. So this would not be, a, if I was to stock down a player, that would not be happening in the college ranks. I won't do that. I will do it more collectively than pointing a kid out because all these kids are trying to grow. So, if you're into stuff like that, I'm, I, I hate to break it to you. I will not be doing that because I want to see every kid that wears this blue and white be successful in some way, shape, fashion, or form. So I will not be going at a player, but always try to give praise in some criticisms here and there. But saying that a player's stock is down in the college rankings, I don't believe that's criticism. But just let, put full disclosure there. So 
If this is your first time here, welcome. I can be found on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. And uh, I want to thank you guys for all the support, not only just on the podcast side, also on the YouTube and Rumble side. You guys have been amazing given, you know, all the, you know, your time, your effort to like the videos, to share the videos, give feedback in the comment section. I really, really appreciate it. And, and we're just going to keep moving from here. So hit the like button, let people know what we're doing over here and uh, subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. All right, let's just go ahead and get into this. Um, Coach Clay Helton said something in this uh, in this uh, press conference, which was live earlier today uh, on ESPN Plus. Hopefully, they don't strike me down for showing or sh- uh, playing this clip because I thought it was absolutely amazing what he said. It goes back to the penalties, and um, I know that's one of the glaring areas areas of this uh, this game. Um, we did pretty good overall. Had a shutout. Can't really knock anything on the game outside of the penalties. And Coach Clay Helton said something very, very significant. And this is one of the reasons why I say it is evolving here. Because I remember all the other coaches, you know, don't get me wrong, nothing against the other coaches. Coach, uh, you know, Irk Russell all the way up to Chad Lunsford. And most of these guys were phenomenal. I mean, there's one coach we don't name back in, you know, 06. But we, we don't talk about that guy. But was it 06 or 04? BVG, we just know him. We don't talk about him. But nevertheless, um, anyway, uh, we are sitting here looking at the evolution of this game uh, and what Georgia Southern stands for because it has always been the same. You have that mentality and build off what Irk Russell built, and it is just changing to something different. And I'm not saying that this is nothing that hasn't been said before, but this is something you would like to hear because, to be quite honest, the last few coaches that was here, we didn't have this type of talk when it comes to penalties and coming to uh, talking about a player and coach relations as far as how to learn and what to build from. So I'm going to play this real quick, and I'm going to give you my thoughts and opinions on this. And um, just to tell you guys that this is how I know that we're building something much bigger than what we had in the past 15 years. You know, back in the FCS days, it was, you know, easily we're one of the top teams in the country. But now you're starting to see bringing ourselves into the FBS, having our little struggles, still trying to deal or try to live that FCS lifestyle in the FBS is changing. And that's what I basically was trying to say. And this is so so small, but it's a really big deal. So I'm going to play this. And we'll just go from there. Um, and then the penalties. I mean, I feel so bad for O.J. Arnold right now. You know, two touchdowns taken off the off the board and a 100-yard and day for him. Um, we get a little bit handsy with the hands outside the frame, which is a fundamental and technique. We work a bunch. And, you know, it happens with young people. You, you get in there, you got a, a redshirt freshman center, his first time out there, and a, and a true freshman wideout get a little bit excited, get their hands wrapped around the outside of a, of a defender, uh, and it costs us, and it's a learning experience. So the biggest thing that I, that I want to see is the improvement of that from one week one to week two. Uh, that's our job as coaches is to teach fundamental technique. All right, I'm going to stop right there for a second. You see on the screen, if you're watching this on YouTube and Rumble, nine penalties for 95 yards. Also, he just said O.J. Arnold missed two touchdown opportunities because of penalty. But the flip side of that, what he said was, these were young guys that was out there. You know, I think Katie Dorsey was one that got one of the 
the the penalties. This is his very first game as a Georgia Southern Eagle. I can't remember the other person who had the penalty, but not only just those two, but all the other penalties that we had, these are all teachable moments. And Coach Clay Hilton is sitting here saying like, look, he wants to see that improve. He's going to pull these guys aside and teach them the discipline, teach them how to, to not make those penalties, teach them how to be better at run blocking, teach them how not to get false starts or, or blocking the backs or whatever. These are teachable moments. And also you have to understand that this is the first game of the season. A lot of guys are antsy. A lot of guys are hyped. They're ready to go. They're really ready to play. This is the type of things that you will, you're probably going to see in pretty much every game, you know, especially with a bunch of guys that are in this position with a new coach. And, you know, it's still in the phase of changing over from what we had in the three and nine season. A lot of excitement from last year. I can see it now. Can coaching them turn this around? I believe they can. But this is just something that I really see that is it's a really big deal. And I'm going to let them finish, and then we're going to keep going from there. An assignment. And I thought we played uh, decently good assignment football. Um, but from a fundamental technique standpoint of penalties, we've got to do better. Um, and when you play a UAB team that knows how to put points on the board themselves, um, every drive is going to matter. And you can't put yourself behind the eight ball looking at third and tens, third and fifteens, uh, drive stoppers. Um. Right. So that, that's pretty much it right there. I mean, and we're going to talk about UAB in the coming. Uh, we're going to talk about UAB in the coming days. Um, I saw a, a press conference with Trent Dilfer that I will be talking about that as the coach of UAB. I'm going to talk about what he said and what my thoughts and opinions about that team based on what they did against N, um, NCANT, North Carolina A&T. And what, what, what I mean by what we see here, he is basically, you know, he was upset. You could tell he was a little livid on some of the calls that was um, thrown out there on the sideline. But nevertheless, he, he pulls it back in, get these kids together. He's going to get them together and going to have these guys learning from this experience. And that, that's all you can do, learn from this experience. And when I say the evolution, you've you got guys here that are pure bona fide athletes, or, or, or some of them are just good at the position they're in. A lot of these guys were just, from back in the day, were just straight football players that could play every position. Moving up to the FBS, we're starting to get more technicians. A lot of more guys where technique is sound to their positions. And I'm going to talk about a couple of guys who are actually evolving from that later on in the show. But you're starting to see where this team is starting to be a lot more modernized. And we kind of saw it last year. We did this with a lot of pure athletes. The Amari Joneses, the Caleb Hoods. You know, you saw, you know, what uh, the other guys can do that one, the, the Najee Thompsons of the world, who could play, guys who could play multiple positions. Now you're starting to see transfer T.J. Smith. You still see another transfer, Demel Hickman. You're starting to see Tyrell Davis, Mark Stampley. These guys who are really good in the secondary, and that's what they're good for. They're good, not to say they can't do other things, but you're starting to see pure guys at their position. You're starting to see Davis Brin, Cal Van Trees, J.C. French look good, O.J. Arnold. Um, Jalen White, you're, you're starting to see traditional guys who are good at their positions. And what it's doing is it's, it's bringing this team more into the forefront and it's bringing a more, a more a better style of football. I, can say a, I guess you can say a better style of football to the forefront in the Sun Belt. 
right now with the way this offense and defense is clicking, it's going to be very tough to beat a Georgia Southern team in the Sun Belt. If these guys could go and get a championship out of the Sun Belt, it's going to be a really big, it's going to be a really big deal. And it's going to be because of the way they're playing this game. And now I know a lot of people are going to look at me crazy and say, what you mean? We've always played this style, style of football. No, we have not. This is a different style of football Georgia Southerns are playing. And the old way was successful, but we saw ups and downs. You know, after 2011, we got into the, well, I say 20, after the 2014 season, you saw there was a change. We did good back in, you know, um, the 2-10 and 10 season. We did good there. And you, you, you saw the, what we did in that. But now, even with all those athletes, the shy works of the world and, and all these other guys that was absolutely phenomenal running the football and being pure athlete, you're starting to see a more traditional style and evolution of this offense and defense is like almost night and day. You look at the Latrell Bullets of the world, the Kaji Jackson, the Marquis Watson Trents, you got guys who are specialists at tackling, specialists at stopping the run, specialists at getting at the quarterback, specialists that, you know, you, you're starting to see these guys like, in the secondary, we always had it. Right, that's one thing I can say since we moved to the FBS, we always had some guys in the secondary that could ball. But now you're starting to see like it, it's oozing out to every position. And this is what I'm talking about. Like now you're going to start to see Georgia Southern be looked at. And the format is going to be looked at more like what you see in other uh, styles of football in college. And in some cases, even in the pros. Because now we're not necessarily running option style. We're not necessarily running a, a read option or anything. We're just going to go straight up. Look, we're going to run the ball at you. We're going to throw the ball over the top. We're going to smash mouth you in the, on defense. Going, you know, we're going, we're going to take it to you on defense. We're going to knock every ball out the air that you try to pass the ball. And that's what I mean by that. And, and not only that, with this 4-2-5 defense, you've got some guys in the secondary that don't mind coming down and tackling. And we're going to talk about that right now. Um, let's go ahead and get into this. Um, let's see. Stock up, stock down. This is the first uh, segment of the season on this. Stock up, stock down. And there's no introduction about this kid right here. Mark Stampley. Stock is definitely up. Stock is definitely, is definitely up on Mark Stampley. I remember when Mark Stampley struggled. I can't remember if it was the... Um, James Madison game, I can't remember. He struggled mightily as a freshman, and that that, that quarterback uh, picked on him. And they drove down the field throwing on his side. And that was the last time, I would say the last time anybody picked on him because Mark Stanley was absolutely phenomenal after the that season. I think he also had an interception in the, I want to say, the Georgia State game. But he played great. In one of the one of the highlights of the Buffalo game in the Camellia Bowl, played great, and that just oozed over into the following season. Mark Stampley has been doing phenomenal, getting better at his position. Now, not only he's a nickelback, this kid is moving down like he's a safety. Couple of tackles for loss, uh, and and he has been around the ball the entire the entire game. And Mark Stampley definitely gets a stock up for me his stock is rising he's probably going to be one of the best if not the best corner in uh on the team because not only that he can cover he actually can ta he can tackle as well phenomenal job of mark stampley 
kudos to him. Stock is rising on him. Now, honorable mention, honorable mention, and it was really tough for me between him and this other guy, Mark Stampley, and the other person I'm about to name. This kid was injured last year. He definitely bounced back from the year he was um, first played with Georgia Southern. Um, got injured and sat out for a while. He's a back safety. He's a safety for the team. One of the few guys that's from the, the Chad Lunford era, Tyrell Davis. Shout out to Tyrell Davis. Let me tell you something about this kid. Force, um, um, he Not forced fumble, but he recovered a fumble in his uh day or in his return playing on the field after missing out last year and he had a phenomenal offseason now between him and mark stampley it was very tough for me to you know basically say uh who's going to be stock up in this uh category i can almost say this is one a and one to b because both of these guys played phenomenal the secondary did a pretty good job they didn't pass much but what made it what, what made things awesome for the secondary they got after the football. It wasn't just the linebackers. It wasn't just the front seven. It was the secondary actually letting you know, like, look, what we did last year is going to change. You know, what we did last year, we let too much go on. And we and, and the Citadel broke some broke some runs, but when you run the spread option, that's going to happen. You're going to get one or two to get away. I mean, that's just how we at Georgia Southern should know. If you're going to get any type of leeway, and running the ball against anybody, you're going to get you're going to break away in some type of fashion as far as running the ball. So it happens, but they didn't. But nevertheless, these guys were after the ball every step of the way. Or a fumble recovery for Tyrell Davis, and definitely stock up on him as well. Mark Stampley, Tyrell Davis, can't wait to see those. And and these guys are underclassmen. These guys are underclassmen. So they're going to. It's possible they could be here for a while, bringing the pain to all types of offenses throughout the Sun Belt. Good to see those guys get the accolades from my show, and uh, hopefully we'll be talking about their names more throughout the season. Stock now. I don't need to say anything else about this. Stock down is definitely the penalties, and um, the penalties uh, collectively, offensive side and defensive side of the ball, um, this is something that's definitely going to have to uh, work out, work itself out. Um, Coach Clay Elton just talked about that on – the the press conference like i said we're evolving everybody we're going to be a better football team week in and week out the first week was not the best as far as penalties go but that is a teachable moment and them as and there's coaches is going to get these guys in order so they'll be able to not well would be able to be more disciplined so they will not make these same mistakes but yeah this is the stock this is stock down we're the stock is going down on the team with the penalties we cannot have this going on uh, with the team. And uh, I feel that uh, it will be cleaned up. But for right now, it is what it is. Like I said, when it comes to the college game, stock up, stock down. We're going to be giving these guys praises and accolades. But I just don't feel comfortable myself giving a stock down to one particular player. And to be honest with you, if you really think about this particular game, there's no one person to say that they did this, that, or the third, you know? I mean, even with Davis bringing an interception, I mean, look, we got a little greedy collectively. I'm not saying that it was it wasn't the best throw in the world, but Davis Brin did great this game. I mean, outside of that pass, I mean, he was phenomenal. But you know, I just think collectively, our penalties is definitely what is what is a problem right now, and uh, there's something we need to fix. But 
it's not much you can really, you know, be mad about a 34 to nothing victory. We just need to go to UAB, go to UAB. Well, UAB is coming to us and we take care of business and go 2-0 while going to Wisconsin. Speaking of Wisconsin, before I get out of here, Coach Clay Hilton also said that um, Keaton, Keaton, the tight end for uh, Georgia Southern, did get his 10-day, um, um, not 10-day, but he was granted the 10 games to play for Georgia Southern. He's already a graduate of Kentucky, but he will return in the Wisconsin game and play for the rest of the season. So that is quite awesome. So he will be able to be on the squad coming to the in the Wisconsin game, and that's going to be a really big game. And uh, I will talk about that game down the road. UAB is on deck, and um, just to give you a heads up, I think this UAB game is a little bit more personal than the Wisconsin game, and I think we all know for obvious reasons. But I would love to get another Power Five victory two years in a row. But nevertheless, let's get up out of here. If you like this commentary, the like button, share this podcast, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Let me know what you guys think about what Coach Clay Helton said. Do you agree with me thinking that Georgia, Georgia Southern football has evolved? It is totally different from what we know back in the day or even two, three years ago. Um, what do you think about that? Also, what do you think about my stock ups and stock down? What do you think about that as well? I am um, trying to work some new kinks into the show. Also, if you haven't checked out my Sunday Sunbelt wrap-up, that is also on the channel on YouTube or Rumble. You can check that out as well. Every Sunday, I'll be trying to put something together for all the teams in the Sunbelt, give my thoughts and opinions on the scores and the stats from each team. So I'm going to get up out of here. Um, let me know what you guys think. I can be found on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts. Um, just full disclosure, I'm going to let you guys know now, I am trying to get this podcast on Amazon podcast. I'm trying to work on that. I'm just waiting for the the response back from Amazon trying to get this thing to the next to the next level. Once I go to Amazon, then it's going to be another podcast avenue I'm going to try to work on as well, but um hopefully we will get it there. But it'll be all thanks to you guys. You keep pushing the show, let people know what we're doing over here, let people um tune in, get people into listen to what we're doing over here. It it, it will all work out. So Thank you guys once again. I am going to get up out of here. Thank you guys. You guys take it easy. I will see you guys on Tuesday and y'all be blessed. Peace.